Welcome back everyone to the I'm Open Podcast. We have such an awesome episode coming up with a really special guest. Today we are going to be talking about a team that poisoned one of their own players. Two ketchup brands that are fighting over a major superstar and a fight that started over a jacket. All coming up next on the I'm Open Podcast. so blessed to have Ariana back in the studio today. Thank you so much for making a little time in your busy schedule to come back on the pod. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Anytime. So we're going to start off today with my very favorite holiday, which is Thanksgiving. And, you know, I love this holiday more than any other because it's all about eating. Food. Well, yeah, uh, eating food, so it works. Uh, makes me really happy always to celebrate Thanksgiving and to get to, you know, focus on food for a whole week or weekend. It's really great. So, of course, today we had to kick it off with a food-related topic. As it seems like we, we, we very often find ways that we relate food to sports on this show. Um, last week it was a little bit sad, but this time it's going to be more funny and enjoyable. So, Patrick Mahomes... He plays quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he has a chance this season to break the record most touchdown passes in a season. The crazy thing is, he's super young. He's only 23 years old, and he already has a chance to break the record for most touchdown passes in a single season. And here's what's really exciting. Heinz Ketchup told him if he breaks the record and gets to 57 touchdown passes, they would give him free ketchup for life. Is he... um? college football or he plays in the pros he plays for the uh, kansas city NFL. chiefs okay. in the nfl and part of the backstory behind that is heinz has the little number 57 on the side of their bottle so for the fans at home if you don't know if your heinz is getting stuck in the ketchup and you're still using the traditional old glass bottle you just give a strong hit with the butt of your hand to the 57 on the side of the heinz bottle and that's a great way to just get that baby moving and get all the ketchup out of the bottle so Heinz has the 57 on all their bottles. They said, Patrick, if you get to 57 touchdowns, we will give you free Heinz ketchup for life. Now, he had said before that he loves to put ketchup on his steak. And he also likes to put ketchup on his macaroni and cheese. That's gross. I've seen people do that. Which one? Steak or mac and cheese? Uh, I've never seen it on steak. I feel like Worcester sauce? Wish-ish. 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 It's similar to that kind of it's, taste it's of ketchup. It's wish-ish. Wish-ish. <laughs> sauce. <laughs> it's similar to that when you put it on steak. It kind of tastes a little sweet, but a little sour. But ketchup is just a little too sweet. But growing up, I had like a family friend, dad, who just squirt a bunch of stuff on there. And I was just like, that sounds really gross to me. So ketchup on steak makes me think of Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. Did you ever see Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah, but I don't remember that scene. Yeah, he was putting ketchup on his steak. His uncle? Hmm. You don't remember he was like sitting on the front steps putting ketchup on his steak? No, I just remember the tater tots. <laughs> that goes with ketchup. I'll that eat tater tots with, with ketchup. It's, what about mac and cheese? Have you ever seen anybody put mac and cheese on ketchup? I mean ketchup on mac and cheese. I just told you. Oh, it was the same dad. I thought you were talking about steak. I'm sorry. No, no, I was talking about... Oh. Ketchup on mac and cheese. I just feel like mac and cheese already has its own really strong flavor. It's just kind of disrespectful. Right. Mac and cheese is one of my favorite foods, and why would you need to ruin it just with ketchup? 
I've seen people put ketchup on rice. I've seen people put ketchup on eggs. Yeah. <laughs> people really put ketchup on... Basically, it sounds like Patrick Mahomes puts ketchup on basically everything. Really? And he would love to have the ketchup for life. So how many touchdowns does he have now? He has 37, so he's 20 away. That's a lot. That is a That's lot That's a of, sizable amount. It's a lot of touchdowns, but he has five games left. So how is he going to make that many? What's his average per game? That's a great question. He's averaging about three and a half touchdowns a game. Yeah, he's not going to make it. So he would need to average four touchdowns a game over the last five games to make it. It's not realistic, but if he has one game that where he has five or six touchdowns, yeah, then he might be able to do it. But that added pressure may mess him up mentally, and he could um, he could uh, overexert himself for the lifetime of ketchup, and he might injure himself. That's the thing. The ketchup is actually more pressure. Now that he knows that the ketchup is on the line, he might be putting, putting more pressure on himself, even more pressure on himself. Right. But the real move is just steal condiments from different restaurants. But now that I really think about it, I feel like restaurants don't leave their condiments out anymore. Like, when you go to McDonald's, you have to ask for the barbecue sauce and ketchup. And then you end up forgetting it when you order. Yeah, restaurants. it's not in front of you. Yeah. Restaurants have gotten a lot more uh, stingy with their condiments. Mm Mm-hmm. And... I actually went to McDonald's and the guy and they first of all they the mayonnaise you have to like ask for always that's just you like just put the mayonnaise out and about mm-hmm. you always have to go ask and I'm asking for the mayonnaise and the guy was like thirty cents and right. I looked back at him I really started going into my wallet and then he was like no I'm messing with you I'm messing with you but like I, th- I were to a point and that's what's sad about America today <laughs> so we're to a point where I literally wouldn't be surprised if somebody tried to charge me just for mayonnaise it's like come on how much does mayonnaise cost I've gotten charged for barbecue sauce. At, at McDonald's, yeah, it's like oh, barbe- 20 cents. So I was like, this is ridiculous. And that is ridiculous, especially because they literally give you like, you can basically dunk, dunk two nuggets and then you're out of barbecue sauce. They don't give you very much at all. Mm-hmm. So that's, re- that's really not right. We need to start the free, free the condiments campaign. Um, let's just say he made, what was it, 57? Made it to 57 touchdowns, yeah. Let's say he made 57 touchdowns. Are you allowed to change your shirt number? To 57? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, everybody's allowed to change their shirt number. The reason I think it would be weird is because quarterbacks, he's a quarterback, he's one of the ones who throws the ball, so usually if you're a quarterback, your number is between 1 and 19. Mm. Usually you're allowed to choose any number between 1 and 19. Have there been fights uh, with people over the number they wanted? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? and sometimes people pay for pay, like if you're wearing the number 10, and I really wanted to wear the number 10, sometimes people pay people for a number. Oh my gosh. If one person wants it more than another person. I wonder what's the most popular number. Well, it depends. Each people have their own numbers that are special to them. And some, I mean, sometimes if somebody, like a veteran, comes onto the team who the other people, like, really respect, then, like, the, if a younger guy has their number, and they're like, oh man, you always wear number 25, I'll give you number 25 since you're the OG on the team. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's a sign of respect, they'll just give up their number. So out of all the numbers, what can you pick? Like, what's the max number? Like, you clearly can't have 100. 99. 99? Yeah, you can have 99. You've never seen people with 99? I don't recall seeing. Like, yeah. who would pick 98? It just seems like a really big number. Well, it's for big boys, usually. <laughs> usually the people who have the 90s are big boys. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I just haven't really paid attention as much. 90s, you defensive players. 90s are always defensive players, usually some 
some of the larger fellows on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be weird for Patrick to switch his number to 57 because quarterbacks, like I said, usually have 1 to 19, but that might be a cool way to set himself apart, to make himself number 57 right. as a quarterback. He'd definitely be the only one who ever has had that number as a quarterback. I wonder what's might the least cool. desirable number. I'm the sure it's like desirable? an odd number. It's 49. Really? Are you nah, making that up? Oh. Yeah, but I I think it probably is. <laughs> <laughs> Can't really think of anybody who wears 49. <laughs> uh, well, um, here is the one thing that I think is weird. And, I mean, you can tell me if you think it's weird uh, or not. Heinz, when I first heard about this, I thought it was going to be something about uh, something related to the Steelers because Heinz Field is the name of this, the field where the Pittsburgh Steelers play. So Heinz Ketchup... They, I think it must be from Pittsburgh, and they, like, the Pittsburgh field is literally called Heinz Field after the ketchup. Where this man plays? And he doesn't play there. He plays for a different team. So isn't it weird? It seems like they should say, like, free ketchup for the Steelers if we win the Super Bowl or something, not for Patrick Mahomes. He's not even on, he doesn't even play in Heinz Field. Right, but maybe they're just trying to promote it in a different way. Like, they're finding this really famous guy and, you know... I don't know. It's just a different way to promote. I was gonna say you could you could have a conspiracy theory if he's playing. That's his stadium. Because mm-hmm. then if Heinz owns the stadium, who knows? Maybe he could be um, bribing refs. Stuff. Bribing like that. refs. Bribing refs to get him to make the fifty-seven mark, so they can say. Wow. He made it, and he can have a lifetime of ketchup. So, here's what's kind of crazy though and now it's starting to be a battle some people have reported some some people have been reporting uh that uh he has already signed an agreement to be sponsored by hunt's ketchup oh no so now the ketchup brands are battling over <laughs> patrick mahomes do you have a personal ketchup brand preference like if you ha- if you get to be sponsored by one of those you know um, well, I don't know which one's older, but I think, um, Heinz? Is that how you say it? Heinz? Heinz. 57? I mean, yeah. it's just a classic number you always see in a diner, so I'd rather choose that one. Yeah, Hunt, honestly, to Patrick, don't go to the Hunt's ketchup. <laughs> Hunt's ketchup is too sweet to me. I know uh, yeah, all ketchup is sweet. I did notice that. Hunt's sweet. ketchup tastes like freaking, like a popsicle. It's yeah. so sweet. I mean, so, all, so, so it's like a, a lot of, you know, produced ketchup like that, but I just think, don't go to the off-brand ketchup. Well, maybe now mm-hmm. that now it makes sense why he's targeting him. They're like, "Oh, we can't have Hunts taking over. We gotta, we gotta weed them out." Mm. So they're trying to get to him with this new proposal, this yeah. new idea. Make it fifty-seven. Yeah. Well, that's pretty exciting. This could be a funny skit, ketchup battles. The ketchup, <laughs> the ketchup battles for Patrick Mahomes. I, if I had a sauce sponsor me, I think I would either want it to be. I don't want a lifetime of ketchup. I would probably want a lifetime of Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. <laughs> right. Barbecue sauce would be where it's at. Or, hey, they could sponsor the pot if, if you like it. I would also be down for pesto. I know it's not quite the same. <laughs> it's not like a sauce, but pesto is kind of right. expensive. Yeah. And I feel like I could eat it basically every day. So. You can put, put it with so many things. Pesto on salmon, pesto on pasta, mm-hmm. uh, pesto on bread with like tomato, mozzarella. Mm-hmm. That little pesto. pesto pizza. Mm-hmm. Little pesto on your grilled cheese if you're feeling <laughs> fancy. Little pesto on your coffee to spice it up. So there's a lot of different ways. 
I I wouldn't necessarily choose ketchup, but look, if that's what he likes, that's what he likes. And um, no ketchup was allowed on my table during Thanksgiving, so that's that we're sticking fast on that. Gravy, cranberry, we don't need any other condiments. Yeah. So, we're, we're coming in hot already, and we're going to keep rolling, Ariana, with another food-related topic. This one, I think you could really be an expert for us, because it does relate to some experiences you've had in your life. And this is going to the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, where Zaire Smith is a rookie for the 76ers. This is his first year. Now, he's barely played this season. People are really hyped up on Zaire coming out of Texas Tech. The man can throw down some sick dunks, and he's got incredible leaping ability. But early in the season, he barely played. Then he had a situation where he got an allergic reaction to something in the team facility. The Sixers, the Philadelphia 76ers, are known for having a really fancy facility for their players they have like a whole cafeteria they like mm. hired like a chef to like cook for the players it's like super fancy but he ate something i think he they knew he had a peanut allergy oh, but they didn't realize that that peanut allergy also applied to sesame seeds he mm. ate something that had sesame seeds or sesame seed oil yeah. the allergic reaction was so bad that they actually had to do a procedure where they cut his chest open and put a little tube in his chest so this is a procedure called thoracoscopy where they literally have to cut a little hole to be able to check on your lungs to make sure they don't get clogged and put like a little tube to open up your lungs oh my gosh since then zaire smith has actually lost 20 pounds in an aftermath of this allergic reaction and now is he suing well, he's still on the team, but maybe he should sue them. Yeah, and now he just ruined his life and his football career. Well, he plays basketball. Oh. But either way, <laughs> they definitely ruined his football career too. <laughs> but you also have had your own issues with allergies. You are also an athlete right. in your own My life. first guess was like, oh, if it was a really clean facility, maybe it was like um, something that they were using to wipe the tables, wipe the seats. Because I've gotten allergic reactions from touching a table and touching my eye. Mm-hmm. I'm not allergic to peanuts, but gosh, that's really unfortunate. And that sounds really terrible. Like That sounds very painful. I don't know why he... I mean, I know he'd want to keep playing basketball because like, that's, that's what you do. But I am surprised that he's not taking action because literally they... Poisoned him. Yeah. So, just a little backstory. Zaire did already have a foot injury, so he was rehabbing his foot injury, but it wasn't an injury that was supposed to keep him out the whole season. It was like, all right, maybe a couple weeks, work, you know, rehab his foot, come back. Now that he's had this, had this situation with the sesame seeds or sesame oil or whatever it was, they're saying they have no idea when he's going to be able to play again. He definitely is not going to be able to play until 2019 next year. I mean, obviously it's already December, but still. He's out, like, months now, and he's lost 20 pounds. He's not, like, a fat guy. Like, he's a pretty skinny guy. Yeah. Already. 
See, you, you, I'm showing her. I'm showing Ariana a picture of him right now. Look, mm-hmm. he's not a he's not like a big guy. No, so yeah. he's not somebody that could needs to lose twenty pounds. Right. So he's probably like looking really crazy. And he had a procedure where they literally had to cut his chest open. They like seems like they basically almost killed the guy. Right. I mean, for for people that are bragging so much about having such a hot facility, the best facility out of everybody, it seems like you would have to like check like which allergies does everybody have and stuff. It seems like. There's ways to check that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They do so many checks on these guys before they get drafted. You know, they, like, check to see their body mass, if they have whatever potential injuries and all these different stuff. Do they? How much sweat do they produce? They're able to check all these crazy things about their body before they got draft these guys. And they put so much investment into protecting these guys' bodies. Right. I'm it's surprised cr- he's not suing. You think he should sue the team? Yeah. I'm not, like, pro-suing, like, you know, at the, you know, just, I'm not one of those people, like, oh, sue him, sue him, sue him, but this is, like, a serious case where they really just ruined his basketball career. So, um, uh, but I wonder if he signed a contract where you can't sue your own company. Is that possible? That doesn't seem possible. Well, maybe it is possible. I don't know. There's a union, right? Is there a basketball union? Yeah, they have a... It's called the Players Association, but yeah, it's a union for players, yeah. I would go to the union. He should go to the union. He definitely should go to the union. It's really crazy. And I feel bad for Zaire because he, like, basically, before it even gets... Before his season even gets started, before his career even gets started, it's already gotten totally derailed by this crazy allergy that sounds like it was really painful. And I don't even really want to... I mean, I do want to know, but I don't want to know. Like, what kind of a crazy allergic reaction must he have had that he literally can't compete for months after having it? He loses 20 pounds and he had to have a hole cut into his chest? Like, I've seen you have some bad allergic reactions. Um, Like, when you mentioned to that, like, Lysol or whatever that got in your eye. Like, we've had some weird stuff happen. But we've never had anything that, like, made you lose 20 pounds and then, like, you couldn't get out of bed for two months. No. Like, I can't even imagine, like, how bad that would have been. Right. And just for, just, just to think about, like, it was literally just something you ate. Yeah. Allergies are real, people. Allergies are real. And I know, I'm not talking about that gluten-free stuff. Most people just choose that. But I'm just... No, there are people <laughs> who really are gluten-free, but a lot of people hopped on that bandwagon. That's all I'm trying to say. I do <laughs> have friends who, who were gluten-free way before this craze thing happened. Because really, we are what gave them stomach aches. But, yeah, there's a whole craze, and people just hopped on that bandwagon. Okay. Shout out to my real people who really are gluten-free, really are lactose intolerant, because they're, you're, you're fewer than you claim to be. That's all I have to say. A lot of people just are like, I'm lactose intolerant because ice cream makes my stomach hurt. <laughs> well, I'm not Chipotle intolerant, but that makes my stomach hurt, too. Okay, so some things, it's just some things make your stomach hurt. And I know some people, I'm not saying it's not true. Some people definitely are lactose but i'm just saying a lot of people hop on the train and they discredit the people who really are and that to me is unfair stolen valor as they say like if you're not lactose or if you're not uh, gluten-free whatever i mean there's a difference between being gluten-free and gluten intolerant right i used to have to cook um in a group house for people who are gluten-free and man that was hard things just don't taste the same Mm -hmm. gluten-free pasta gluten-free bread tastes like cardboard Nobody wants that. We're going to be rooting for Zaire. We hope he can come back soon and play. And I agree with you, Ariana. I don't know if he can really go back and trust his team now. Like, the next time he goes back into the team cafeteria, how is he going to know 
that they're serving him something. Oh, I would not be eating there. Yeah. So at this point, if you know you can't... (laughs) Wouldn't you just be traumatized? Just after the surgery and everything? That's Anyway, we don't have to keep going with this. Let's move on. I just feel bad for the guy. Yeah, but like exactly like you're saying, he's definitely traumatized. Now that he knows what could potentially happen to him in the team cafeteria, I'm sure they're saying we're going to be super careful. We're going to be super careful. But, I mean, he's already had that experience. So I feel like he might be like, look, I don't trust you guys anymore. If he can't trust to eat with this team, (laughs) he just might need to go to a new team where he can trust them. I know it's crazy just over food allergy, but like that's broken his trust. They weren't looking out for him. It sounds like a staff cafeteria issue. Yeah, I mean, the joke of it is, though, the Sixers are supposed to have, like, the nicest staff cafeteria of any team. Mm. They just got, like, totally remodeled and, like, hired, like, a professional chef from, like, a bougie restaurant in Philly to be, like, their full-time chef and make them all sorts of crazy, like, you know, miso-glazed salmon with asparagus, you you know, crazy stuff. I bet you it was a stir-fry, because sunflower oil Mm. goes in a lot of stir-fries. Or it could have been like a power bar with like, sometimes they put like nuts and sesame seeds and stuff in power. But if they know he's allergic to peanuts, (laughs) they can't give him like a nut power bar. It was probably a discreet thing they didn't realize. Yeah. Sixers haven't been doing the best job of taking care of Zaire Smith's body, unfortunately. Somebody who takes tip-top care of his body is Russell Wilson. He's the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. He's also, I don't know if he's married to or about to get married to Sierra. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he was a Super Bowl champion. and uh, He was not the MVP, but he's, he's, a, he's a well-known guy. And he... It, it's been revealed that Russell Wilson has a full-time masseuse that lives with the family and follows them around wherever they go. Russell and Sierra. I, I heard Lady Gaga has that, too. She does? Mm-hmm. Wow. So maybe Sierra heard Just about it. She's just really rich, you know. <laughs> if I was really rich, I'd have personal masseuse. Totally. I mean, I have this shitty... Uh, no, it's not shitty. It was a Christmas gift. Thank you. Um... Of those fake little massager roller things on Amazon. It's like a cyber massager. Use it frequently. But if I had the money to pay for a live masseuse, oh yeah, I'd have them in my house. <laughs> Make them have, a little guest room. You would have a full time masseuse living in your house. Totally. I could have a massage every day. I could have a massage every day too. I just feel like that's the point where sometimes people are so rich they like play themselves just to prove they're rich. And let me break this down for you. Russell Wilson's like, I need a full-time masseuse. I understand, but like, how many hours a day do you do you realistically get massaged? 12 hours a day? No. So you're paying somebody, you're not paying somebody just for when they massage you. You're paying for somebody full-time if you want them to live with you and travel with you. So you're paying somebody 24 hours a day to massage you one hour a day? Like, it seems like you're just trying to prove how rich you are, and at the end of the day, you're ripping yourself off. Because that's, how much money do you spend? Now you're paying somebody's full salary. Full salary, like, he probably pays... What, 60, 70K a year or more? Probably more. Well, I'm I just guess going you just on the have lower to end. Look up, I just ha- you just have to look up how much are celebrity massages to pay for someone to come to your house every day. How much would that be? Because maybe maybe he's scheming and maybe it's actually cheaper. 
if you have to pay someone to come to your house, it might be a little bit more expensive than just playing a, a flat base salary. Yeah, you might be right. We'd have to do the economic <laughs> breakdown, but I, I got to feel like even if you're getting like three or four hours of massaging a day, mm-hmm. like you're paying somebody's full salary. When I said 50 to 70K, like that's to me, like, that's definitely could, on the lower, I lower end. I could easily get a massage every day after work. All the tension in my neck from working with the kids. So I could I. definitely could. I could get two massages a day. <laughs> Okay? okay, I would love to get it. My point is, you don't I think need to you're like. You're just jealous that you can't own a personal massager. No, I'm not jealous. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm just trying to say that then you don't need to pay for your masseuses like food, clothing, rent, ev- no, everything. No, I'm sure you don't have to buy her food. She gets, she has a salary. She can buy what she needs to buy. It's just, this is where you're living in the guest house. This is your salary. So, what would you order first? I mean, not what would you order first? <laughs> But if you were if you were super wealthy like that, what would you want first, a personal chef or a personal masseuse? Personal masseuse, cause I like to I like to cook. I like to cook. You know, I don't need someone else making my food. Then I feel really bad. I was like, you don't need to cook for me. I know how to do that myself. I'm not yeah. that dumb. But massaging, it's like you know, especially if you're an athlete and you really stress your muscles. And everyone can use it. Sierra can use it. <laughs> Kids can use it. Yeah, maybe Future can use it too. <laughs> I'm sure Sierra does use it because she dances a lot. That's a lot of hard work. She dances a lot to go on tour, right? So yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure they both use it. I guess that is like a two for one bang for your buck. Type but deal. you know, at the same time, it would be a little awkward living with your masseuse. Like I know your mansion would be so mm-hmm. big, you probably wouldn't like that. You would never see them in your house, house. But like just opening your blinds, looking out the window. Mm-hmm. Oh, look down! Oh, there's the masseuse. Hey. Mm-hmm. And you gotta assume they both do full naked mas- massages, right? Let's just get real. <laughs> right? Don't you assume yeah. Sierra and Russell both? Yeah, definitely. If you have a living masseuse, you're getting all the way naked, right? <laughs> at this point. Yeah. So. You're both living, like, you're living with somebody who has seen both you and your partner naked, and then you're just walking around all having coffee, or, I mean, I'm well, not saying that... this th- isn't a walking in for <laughs> casual coffee. I'm sure they are restricted <laughs> to stay in their little quarters. So, see, now my imagination is just going with the masseuse thing, and I'm just thinking of it like a roommate. Like, they just live like, hey, oh, what's for breakfast? But you're right. They probably really have their own space. It's like it's like the really wealthy families that, like, travel with their au pair or something. Yeah. I wonder what the masseuse's days off would be like. You yeah. You know, like, would the, would the masseuse be like, oh, my God, it's terrible. I, I don't have a break. I can't, um, can't take days off. Like, I wonder what their point of view is. Or, oh, it's great. I can take off whenever I want. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. Well, it sounds nice either way. I guess I am a little bit jealous because it would be nice to have a personal But, but you're right. I don't like people waiting on me. I mean, like, you know, I know how everyone needs to be employed. But, yeah. Honestly, it seems like a dream job, though, if you were a masseuse. Because you literally just live with these celebrities do a couple massages a day. It's not like you need to massage like a hundred people a day. Yeah. And then you get to travel wherever they travel and stuff. Like it might be hard if you had a family traveling away from your family and stuff. But for the most part, it seems like you probably get to live a pretty luxurious lifestyle as a masseuse. Right. So not bad. Tom Brady's personal masseuse though got in trouble because he was like giving him steroids cream or something. So oh, watch God. out. I thought you were going to say something sexual. 
<laughs> no, maybe that too, but I don't. I don't think so. But he, um, yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll cover that later. But Tom Brady had like a personal trainer guy who started giving everybody weird creams and stuff that were a little not allowed. Mm. It's tough. That's you gotta watch your masseuse. <laughs> lately down in Houston with the Houston Cougars football team. Their best player is Ed Oliver. He's definitely going to be going pro next year. He's really good on defense, defensive line. He's definitely going to be a first-round pick. Now, he was injured, and he was on the sideline of one of the games, and he was wearing a jacket, and the coach didn't want him to be wearing a jacket on the sideline because he was like, even if you're not playing in the game, you still wear your uniform and show solidarity with the rest of your team. So he went over to him. He tried to pull the jacket off of the guy's uh, off of the guy's shoulders and was like, "You shouldn't be wearing a jacket on the sideline." That was the coach, Major Applewhite, which sounds like uh, the person who hid the wrench in the kitchen or whatever from Clue, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Um, <laughs> but Major Applewhite, which is the real name of the coach. Told uh, told Ed Oliver, you can't wear this jacket on the sideline. Pulled his jacket off, and then they had like a huge confrontation between the star player and the coach over the jacket. Is this uh, football? This is college football. Were they outside? They were outside, but it was in t- it was in Houston. I don't think it was very cold. Oh. Um. So it was more of a fashion statement. I think it was chilly, maybe, but it was really just it wasn't that cold. Now the question is. Do you, who's, whose side do you take on this one? Is the coach in the right for demanding that the player match with all the rest of his teammates and show solidarity? Or do you think Ed Oliver, the player, should just be allowed to wear whatever he wants on the sideline if he's not in the game? Um, I just don't really care enough. Like, if the person wants to wear their jacket, wear your jacket, you know? But I think you're just kind of making more of a scene than there has to be if you're going to, like, try to rip off the jacket in public. Like, that's just doing too much. Maybe, like, after the game, you talk to them one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Like, look, I, I, I need you to respect the rules. You know, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And I, I do get it. You want to look professional. Like, I, I used to row mm-hmm. D1 for yeah. Michigan. And mm-hmm. you when you traveled to places mm-hmm. in your van – you had to wear your outfit. Your gear. You had to wear your, uh, like, track suit. But not track suit, but your sweatsuit. Your suit. Michigan gear. Um, and, yeah, it was a no yo No, you couldn't. I couldn't show up to, to go travel on a bus and wear whatever I wanted so to wear. So what would your coach have said if you had just worn up just, like, a jean jacket or, like, a hoodie or something on instead of, like, the Michigan track suit? I have no idea. I'm sure they would, I'm sure they would reprimand me and be like, you need to, where's your, where's your... Sweatshirt, sweatshirt, whatever, whatever the hell it was. So why don't you think the same rule should apply to Ed Oliver on on Houston? <sighs> also have to match his teammate. I I mean I get it I get it it's a matter of respect. So like the fact that he wore the jacket I I mean there must have been more tension going on. Like mm. there must have been more going on than just the jacket, because the jacket seems more like symbolism now. Mm. That um. <laughs> Because, like, 
you, yeah, solidarity with your team. You're all on with your team. You're all wearing the same thing. I mean, it's just professionalism and, and, uh, it's your image that you're conveying. So if he purposely is like, he made a statement, oh, I'm not wearing this, I'm wearing my jacket, shows kind of like a stubborn going against the grain, and who knows what was really going on with him and this coach. Because for this coach to just freak out and start, you know, trying to pull off the jacket and then get into into like a brawl, was it like a brawl? It was like a shouting match where people were like pulling a them scuffle. apart. scuffle. Um, yeah, something must have been going on with them. Maybe he was saying like you know, side comments earlier that week. Maybe maybe he's on the sideline, and that's why he's bitter. Well, I think, I mean, you were kind of hitting hitting a nail right on the head when you were saying it's, it's about the jacket, but really it's not about the jacket at the end of the day, right? Um, Ed Oliver is the best player on their team by far. So I think maybe the coach was, Coach Applewhite was trying to show him, like, you are not bigger than the rest of the team, right? Maybe he's trying to show them, oh, you think you're hot because you're going to the NFL? Well, I'll show you, you're not hot. You're just the same as everybody else on this team. But I don't really think Ed Oliver liked that very much because now he decided he's not going to play in their bowl game that's coming up, that Houston's playing. He's just going to sit out of the game and just wait to go pro. So it's like, hey, man, you can't tell me what to do. I'm about to be in the NFL in a couple months. Mm. So and he's kind of right. The coach can't really tell him what to do. Even you know he he he's basically decided to sit out the rest of the season after that happened. And the coach can't really do anything about it because he's going pro either way. So that's the tough thing about being a coach. You don't want to let some players feel like they're better than the rest of the team, but some players kind of are better than the rest of the team. Right, and sometimes you can be a really good player, and just kind of come off like you're too good for everyone else or sometimes you can be a player and you're actually smarter than the coach and you actually know how to coach better than your coach and then then there's a tension that gets built because Mm. you're trying to because you seem like a smart ass like you seem like a know-it-all because you know more than your coach does and then your coach ends up being kind of an asshole back to you because they start feeling inferior i mean that's just from my personal experience I was one of those people who would roll my eyes because I had an amazing coach and I got it got replaced with a coach who did not know what they were doing. Um, so, Ariana, there was two different statements that Ed Oliver put out after this situation happened. And I want you to tell me which one you think is closer to the truth, okay? Can you do that for me? Yes. Thank you so much. This is the first statement that he put out the, through the school this school helped him release the statement. He said, last night is not who I am. I'm very passionate about the game of football. And last night there was a misunderstanding. I was caught in an emotional moment. I have the utmost respect for Coach Applewhite and I appreciate the support of Coach Applewhite and my teammates during this time. I love my brothers, my team, and my city and I'm looking forward to moving forward with them together. Go Cougs. That was the first statement. And then on Twitter, he wrote... I gave all I had so there'd be nothing to lose. That's all. (laughs) It seems like two very conflicting statements. It seems like the same person couldn't have written those two statements. What do you Um, think? I don't know. It sounds like he's, like, after the incident happened, I'm sure some of his close teammates 
made him get because he was saying i was caught up in an emotional whatever so there's definitely something else there's something else that's bothering him in his dynamic of the team um and then but i bet his the teammates he really does appreciate kind of put him in check like listen i know this is this that's the drama that you have but put it on the side you're representing us as a team so you're not just reflecting the coach you're reflecting me so i'm sure he has he was struggling in his mind and then that's when he was like oh gosh it's it's a it's his public image he has to make everything seem look dandy so he's gonna put a public statement like that but yeah but then he's struggling with whatever's really going on Mm -hmm. on no i feel justified for what i was doing so what was the short thing he posted on twitter i gave all i had so there'd be nothing to lose um I don't know. It just, I, I don't know. It could be there could just be some resentment that he was on the bench. I gave all I had, so there's nothing to lose. So he and was maybe on the, the coach didn't yeah. see something in him that he was seeing it himself, and, and he was just kind of getting like he's like, I know I'm good. I'm going to the NFL. You yeah. Know? So the reason he was on the bench was because he was injured. It wasn't because he got oh, put on the bench. Oh. So I kind of think that I believe the second one I gave all I had, so there'd be nothing to lose. Like when he when he was in high school, he was the number one ranked player in high school. Normally, those guys who are number one players in high school, top five star, they call them five star, five star recruits, go to Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, USC, Notre Dame, Georgia, those types of big powerhouse schools. Michigan, they normally don't go to Houston. Right. So I think he's like, look, I already came here. I gave y'all all I had. I came to Houston. I'm the best player you guys have had. And okay, you're welcome. I think he kind of feels like I don't owe uh, you anything. That kind of now that I'm thinking about it, he's risen so high to the top, he has nothing to lose. Meaning like he's he's there, he's on the top, like he's in control of everything. Like Mm -hmm. you can't check him or tell him what to do. And I think he feels like I did you guys a favor. It wasn't like people were surprised he was good. People knew he was going to be good. And all those other schools I mentioned, Alabama, Ohio State, USC, Georgia, LSU, all those teams would have wanted him to go to their school and were recruiting him. But he chose to go to the small school, Houston, instead. So he's probably like, I did you guys a favor. And if you guys can't appreciate that and then you wear a jacket, screw you. I'm out. Yeah. I'm Open Family, you know we can't stop our show without doing what we always do every single time, and that is recognizing our Mask Off Performer of the Week. We all know this segment is sponsored and inspired by the one and only legendary Future. (laughs) Mask Off. Today's mask off performer of the week is none other than Fernando Nuno La Fuente. You know him? No, who is he? No, you probably don't know him and I didn't either. But the great news is he's not dead. So let's high five for that. He's alive. And he's also an athlete. So that makes him qualify for our award. But let's break this down. Why does he win our Mask Off Award this week? Fernando Nuno La Fuente plays soccer, or played soccer, excuse me, in Ireland 
for a team in Dublin called Ballybrack FC. And they play in the Leinster Senior League, which is a professional soccer league in Ireland. Now, he played for the team last season, and Ballybrack FC just reported that Fernando Nuno La Fuente, one of their former players, had passed away in a traffic accident. So they had to postpone their game against Town, another team in the league. It later turned out that the guy is not dead, like I just mentioned. He's alive. Great news. So the team apologized and said, whoops, he's not dead. The player came out and said, excuse me, no, I'm not dead. I just moved back to Spain, which is where he's from. And it turns out that the team actually faked this player's death so they would be able to postpone the game and wouldn't have to play that day. Wow. What do you think about that? That's pretty trifling. It's not really right. Because <laughs> I'm sure it probably caused like a spiral effect and maybe he had friends in the, co- in the local community who had been reaching out and being like, oh, I miss you so much. He totally uh, did. Now, this is one of the other teams, one of their rivals, posted on their Twitter condolences to everyone involved at Ballybrack FC on the tragic passing of their player making his way home from training on Thursday night. Now, first of all, the guy wasn't even on the team. He came out and was like, I'm not even on their team anymore. So first of all, you're, you're claiming that a guy who's not even on the team anymore passed away like they're using a fake death? to try to, they're using a fake death to try to cancel their game. That's a scheme. That's yeah, a big time scheme. super scheme. scheming. Super, super scheming. Now, do you think, what should their punishment be for this? Because they were trying to make everybody feel bad. First of all, they used, like, the guilt or the death, the fake death of one of their players to make everybody feel bad. That's a terrible thing to fake. Yeah, and also, I feel like it's a coaching issue. I feel like you need to fire the coach and have a new set a team because like that falls on leadership you know it's not just like the players had the idea and then decided to take the course yeah you shouldn't have that coach anymore they should be fired yeah so apparently the 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 guy who worked on the team who reported that uh did quit the team or did leave the team as he should have but luckily uh fernando did not was not really offended he just said it was funny oh wow and he said, it's funny because basically I'm not dead. So luckily he took that in stride and he actually did say that the team reached out to him and warned him that he might hear about these false reports. Ah. So they were like scheming the whole thing and they're like, hey man, we're about to you fake your death to try to get this game postponed. So just heads up. I really can't think of a team going any lower to try to postpone the game and why... Unless maybe one of their other players was injured or something, I can't really think of any reason that, like, why would you need to push the game back? I don't know. Player could have been hurt, needs more time to recover. I don't know what they're winning, if they have a winning streak or whatever. I don't know. Either way, that's not the way to do it, and especially in the modern age of technology, news, media, information travels so quickly, they had to know that people would find out pretty dang quick this guy's not dead especially when this guy could just call in skype in or whatever post on twitter like hey i'm alive and then that's all you really need to do yeah 
I don't know, they should be suspended for, like, a month or something. I don't know how that affects them. Or, like, suspended from competing in, like, a championship game or something like that. Yeah. Because, you know. Luckily, I don't really think Bally Brack FC is going to be competing in any sort of championships anyway, so <laughs> I don't really think we have to worry about it. But all in all, I think we're just really glad that Fernando is alive and that this was just a hoax. And I hope that the team, you know, has learned their lesson and that no other teams try to try to fake their players' death because we're gonna find we're gonna find out that it's not true. <laughs> well, Ariana, thanks again for being such an incredible guest here on the I'm Open podcast. Thanks for having me. And is there anything you'd like to say to our I'm Open family before you go? Anything you'd like to share with them? Um no. Perfect. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's always a pleasure and we can't wait to get you back in the studio again sometime soon. All right. Thanks again for listening to the I'm Open Podcast. Don't forget to give us a rating and tell your friends to listen to this show. And now, you can follow us on Instagram at I'm Open underscore pod for hilarious sports content every single day. Thanks for listening to the show. Everybody, have a great night, and don't forget to stay open.